yeah It feel like the weekend on a Tuesday I could move dates I got something else to do, they Always do hate If I do say The do say With the homies like it's Kool-Aid Me, I'm just trying to play it cool That was the voice of the late Mac Miller Rapper, singer, songwriter and producer From Pittsburgh, out of the US One of the most relatable Rap lyrics, I think, for our time at right now. It feels like a weekend on a Tuesday. <laughs> it does. He wrote that uh, in 20, 2017 for 2018 Swimming. And today we're going to be covering all of Mac Miller's music with a focus on swimming and circles. If you're new to the 17th bar, what we do is we essentially choose new artists every week and break down their lyrics and explain the music to you. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. And that's why you're listening to The 17th Bar with Sam and Hugo. Thank you. Uh, Stay woke, bitches. When it comes to wordplay, I'm bringing it. Everything I do is fine tingling. Well, first off, good morning, everyone. It's a good Friday. Sam, how are you going? I'm finding it weird that we're doing this via Zoom, but I can at least... We are. So it's, you know, it's worth it. I'm happy we're still able to do it with, you know, being in lockdown. And I'm also yeah, happy absolutely. we're doing Mac Miller today. Yes, me too. What a great, uh, not a bad one to do for um, for the long weekend as well. I know a lot of people are pretty keen on on this uh, on this podcast. Shouts out to Laura Harris again. <laughs> um, uh, now, Mac Miller, as everyone would know, died in 2018 after releasing Swimming. Uh, you remember where you were? I remember where I was. I woke up the morning. Uh, it was a, a weekend morning because I was going to work and he died overnight. And I actually listened to him all the way to work and was like tearing up on the drive-in. And then someone asked me why I was listening to music so loud at my drive-in. And I said, Mac Miller yeah. died. And then I actually had a fight with my boss because she said, I'd never let my kids take drugs. I can't believe his parents allowed that. And I said, bitch, he was 26 years old. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, well, how do you think you can stop a millionaire from taking drugs? Oh. I got so angry at her. And it was awkward for a seven o'clock chat. I tell you what, in front of all these people at work. That, just, that story just goes to show the reach that Mac had. This short ass little white boy in Perth <laughs> fighting his fucking retail manager. Well, about, Mac Miller's also a short ass little white boy. Mac Miller. So it's yeah, he okay. was. He was. Um, uh, he threw, I remember he, where I was. Yeah, where were you? I woke you? up. I, well, I was living in Adelaide. I was uh, doing my final year at uni. And uh, I woke up to a text message from one of my good mates and current housemate, Semtex. Yeah, I think actually the, a girl I was seeing at the time texted me about it as well. So, yeah, pretty emotional day. It's one of those ones when he died, it felt like it was the first celebrity death that actually hit me like a friend dying. And, yeah. You know, Same. I've, I've lost people close to me death. and he actually felt like someone that I'd lost. Like it was really yeah a lot. But um, Yeah, same here actually. Yeah, I'm the same. I first discovered him with his kids mixtape in 2010. It was his second mixtape. Uh, and it featured songs like Nike's On My Feet with a NAS sample. And also Kool-Aid yeah, and Frozen. East Coast vibe. 
he does love that East Coast vibe. Um, and then Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza, which featured a Lord Finesse beat. Well, actually, it was an entirely a Lord Finesse beat. He actually got sued for that by Lord Finesse two years later. I started listening to Mac Miller a lot in 2013. I came to the party pretty late. Um, I, I went through a pretty hard title of the creator phase and then that's right. sort of how i found mac miller and then uh yeah so i i first got exposed to him by his song like donald trump this man's kind of high out <laughs> hey yo the flash motherfucker in the room yeah you know it's me bitches hating on him because he started out here locally hopefully i'll be at the top soon for now i'm at my house on the couch watching cartoons you know how much you love it after trump got elected he stopped playing that song live i remember i saw him uh in 2016 at Listen Out in Perth and he oh, wow. didn't play that song and everyone was fucking devastated. But I respected his, his decision, you know, I understand. Um, yeah, absolutely. After Kids, so this is still before you would have, you know, been aware of him. He released Best Day Ever, which was a mixtape and that featured Donald Trump. So um, that was one of his, you know, his, still his most famous. I definitely songs. heard that. That would have been what, 2011? About that, yeah, 2011. And then Blue Slide Park came out, which was his first real album. And that went number one on the charts as an independent artist. But did not, uh, did not get a lot of love from some of the um, bigger names. A lot of people calling it frat boy rap. Mm. Uh, I remember watching a Sway interview with him um, where uh, this was after he released um, watching movies with the sound off, actually. Which we'll so get two, to. two years later? Yeah, on a Sway interview. And Sway literally said, look, man, I uh, didn't have a lot of time for you after your first album. But this one, you know, I love it. Welcome to the club sort of thing. Wow. There you go. Mm. You I, I do remember there was a massive thing when Matt first came out and hit the scene that he was a super frat rap, college rap, like, yeah, you know, white and guys with the side caps. He had the backward snapback and the <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh and the big bloody square sunnies. Yeah, and the lyrics were like all about that, like smoking weed, got my bitches, like beers, chick wants, chick wants to wear my hat, all that shit. But um, he still went number one on the charts and then there's songs like Smile Back and Party on Fifth Ave. I think I, think I see where we're going with this one, eh? Hey, hey, been around the world and back, yeah, I did that, still kick raps and cars and packs, so where my kids at, these motherfuckers hating, sounding funnier than Sinbad, I'm ill as the pills that they give you when you collapse, this sad, um, but commercial, uh, critically, it didn't, didn't do too well, um, after that was Macadelic, the Macadelic mixtape, the Macadelic mixtape features a song with Kendrick Lamar, um, Fight the feeling. So you can tell from those lyrics that there's early struggles with mental health. Like that was sort of the start. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, Macadelic was a very sort of poppy, up jumpy sort of song, but it did have a uh, jumpy sort of tour and album, and it did have sort of. Um, glimpses of uh, a deeper sort of version of Mac Miller, but he hadn't really hit that 
And during the tour is when he got hooked on um, lean, which mm. is pro methazine. And so he felt he worked really hard. And then the response to the album was still a little bit, ah, oh, he's just, you know, a white boy, pop rapper, you know, party rapper, frat boy was the words used to describe him. And then that's when he sat down and wrote the album uh, watching movies with now the this sound this was a complete different sound like watching movies was so the, the first of his dark albums yeah so sam um i i gave watching movies with the sound off a really big re-listen um because i think that was around that was released 2013 that's the period where i really started listening to him he's what he's basically done is he's completely switched his sound um after some Critical responses calling him a frat rapper, someone who only raps party songs, you know, a bit corny and that sort of thing. So he's taken that criticism um, as a bit of a sort of like, well, fuck it, I'll show you what I can do then. Um, he's got features from Flying Lotus, The Alchemist, uh, Clams, Casino, Pharrell, Earl, Action, Bronson, Tyler, um, Schoolboy Q, and even Jay Electronica. True. Yeah. So it's a real, and it's a very, it's a really deep uh, album. He touches on personal loss, uh, particularly in the song Remember, um, drug use, a personal perspective on society, which is actually the song SDS, which stands for Somebody Do Something. And I actually took a deep dive in a few songs that I'll, I'll go through with you. So I went through, uh, so I deep dive into SDS, uh, I'm not real featuring Earl and then uh, the song remember I'm not real was like a highlight of that album I remember that album yeah that that song from the album from so long ago yeah so I'm not real uh, features Earl sweatshirt and it's produced by random black dude which to our listeners a fun fact that is Earl's producer name true um, Earl sweatshirt is and a yeah yeah and you can really hear it's it's a very uh melodic sort of uh beat something that yet you can hear it all uh passport filling it up with stamps to the camp upon my lands swam the rivers of japan she keep on asking for a rack so i ran looking back like yeah so it's a very relentless beat as you can hear in that um earl sweatshirt really only wraps the the hook on it what was that line he said just then? She keeps asking for a rack, so I ran. <laughs> this is wordplay about traveling. No, dead set. This is wordplay about traveling. Politics, because America was still in Iraq and there was some stuff going on with Iran around this time. Uh, no, I, I do get and the so reference. Yeah. Iraq <laughs> is actually Iraq and Iran is Iran. Thanks, man. Which I, well, that comes out of nowhere. I'm not explaining it to you, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining it to everyone else because I didn't, I didn't know that. I, because when I listened to this 2013, I, I wasn't really up to date with politics back then as I am now. But to me, just you hear Don't Iraq and that. then Iran, you go, well, they're two countries in a similar spot in the Middle East. Both what, what white rapper references Iraq? He he's, was a, like, he's a Jewish how old rapper. Was he? like, he's, he's got a horse in the race. I know, but he's like 20, he's like 22, 23. 
when he released this, is True, he? yeah, I guess he's up on it. It's just a... But then again, pretty... it's not it's not really a comment on anything to do with politics, is it? Because he's just saying the two countries' names, Iraq and Iran. He's not saying we need no, to... No, no, but at the time, invading. at the time, there were troops in Iraq. Like, it was a big talking point. Oh, no, I, I, I know, but okay, yeah, I see what you mean. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just... He definitely is not just saying it because it rhymes. He's a lyrical genius. He is. He's got... That's like... That's a really cool line. And that's like one of the openers. I see the... Second or third bar in. One of the songs features Action Bronson, which I'd forgotten about. You know, I actually met Action Bronson. Oh, tell us that story. I was in uh, San Francisco walking down the street and I'm walking up to get get, uh, snacks before dinner from a, a servo. They wouldn't call it a server over there. They call it like a Walgreens or whatever. And um, I walk past and there's this big fat dude about my height walking with some hot <laughs> chick. And I go, holy <laughs> shit, that's Action Bronson. And I was with my mum and mum's like, who's this? And I'm like, I give him daps. I'm like, what's up, Action? He gives me like, you know, the, the clap and fist. Oh, and then no across way. the street, there's this open art gallery, like classic San Francisco people across the road having drinks outside an art gallery. And they all see him just after I'd seen him. They're like, Oh, action, action. He's like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, I just dapped him, motherfuckers. Like, they were so jealous. <laughs> I loved it. Did he make a comment? Did he, did he hear your accent? No, nah, because he was kind of on a date. So I just said, what's going on, action, love your work. And then he was like, yeah, okay, thanks. And then my dad was with me and he was like, why are you looking up to this fat fucker? And I was like, dad, you never <laughs> understand. You don't understand me. You don't get it, dad. It's not a phase, dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's a fucking, that's a dope story about, um, Action Bronson. I think the most famous person I've ever met was Costa Tazoo, the boxer. <laughs> in, um, is it in, bad that I have no idea who that is? Yeah, he, yeah, that is bad actually. He's a great Australian boxer, and I met him in the Sydney airport when I was That's like pretty eleven. And he signed, he signed a little postcard of himself for me. Sure, Still got it. Um, SDS, somebody do something. Uh, you familiar with this track? For sure. Um, I remember... Do you know it. who produced it? <sighs> Flying Lotus? Absolutely. The meaning of this song, um, SDS, Mac cites a lot of injustices. Yep. Mm. And he sort of says things like... And, and that's throwing light at the business of religion. So he's sort of just saying, like, you know, how how are you preaching to us about not making money when you're out there, you know, making all this money off off uh, belief system? Did you look the, into Remember the song? Remember, I did. This is actually one of my uh, one of the this this song hits very hard. This is one of the heart wrenching ones. It really goes. Yeah, into- it is. It really is. So it's a stark realization that life is unpredictable. Um, yeah. He basically, and that's coming from the perspective, you know, after he lost a um, childhood friend. So the whole song is dedicated to him and how even though they both went on different paths, um, you know, they were still still great friends, still caught up. Opens with... Uh, uh, I hope you're proud of me, dude I grew to be. Ingenuity influenced by your eulogy, going through memories... Just, that's some raw that's shit. Just, that's just showing off his complexity there. Mm. Yeah. So after watching movies with the sound off, he released Faces, 
Faces was released in 2014. On Spotify, there's a shortened version available and it's just called Mac Miller, but it has the same like yellow um, cover art, like a painting mm. cover art. And this explores more in depth his battles with drug addiction. It's, um, it's jazzy and it's psychedelic and it features people like Rick Ross, Earl Sweatshirt again, Schoolboy Q, Vince Staples and Ab Sol. So similar features to watching movies. Um, yeah, still that real new wave. Yeah, the the, um, the these beat, guys really bounced off each other, didn't they? On their rise up, they did. They they're like, like they the just, new wave, like that Kendrick verse we always reference. He uh, these yeah. were the guys that were going to challenge the game. Um, but they used each other the same way Snoop and Dre used each other. Ice Cube, exactly. You know. They were part of yeah. the same movement, and they were helping each other rise up together. Um, the beat on Rain from Faces, which features Vince Staples, is it's so dope. Take your time when talking to a nigga. I don't waste none. Knock you off your feet and then I flee before the Jake's. That's one of my yeah. favorite ones. I just it's fucking. Yeah. And then also, um, who do you say that features? Vince Staples. Yeah, and the song "Rap hey. Diablo," which was used as a as a um, teasing a teaser, it's on YouTube. It's also you can find it on SoundCloud. It features a a piano loop by Duke Ellington. So this is listen to this, this is Duke Ellington, a famous pianist from the nineteen twenties, I think. Listen to this piano loop. So that's In a Sentimental Mood by Duke Ellington. Then listen to the beat that Mac Miller made and the song he made off that. Yeah. It's the rap Diablo. Macho when I drop flows. Bar gets raised up. It's me and Petey Pablo. Colder than Gaspacho. Colder than the mono. Rapping head honcho. Rocking shows like I was Bono. I go. Play a couple keys on the piano. Insane. He's got insane words. Mm. I, I love that. I love when it's mm. almost my favorite Mac song. After he released Faces, yeah, Good AM came out. So this is his follow-up. This is his third major studio album. Sorry, sorry, he's made his third studio album with now he's with Warner Records, which is a major label. Um, and this one's got that gangster sound. It's got that gangster man. It's just pure rap, and it goes for seventy minutes. I love it. It's a long album. Oh. Um, some of the singles songs? you've got. Oh, well, based on pure sound, my favorite songs would be Brand Name. Uh, the week weekend featuring Miguel and um, your favorite hundred grand kids. Yeah. I would also add rush hour to that list. Mm. Is when in Rome in that album too? Uh, yes, I believe so. That's yep. a mosh Straight pit. After perfect circle. That's a mosh pit. Like that song goes hard. Um, one, one clip that I want to play is it's a, it's a lyric from, Perfect Circle, Godspeed. It's it's a two part song, mm. and mm-hmm. this is from the Godspeed, um, the Godspeed part. So take a listen. But I'm stressed and I can't relax. Swallowing my pride and I'm hot. It was making me mad. Everybody's saying I need rehab. So I'm speeding with a blindfold on. It won't be long until they're watching me crash, and they don't want to see that. They don't want me to OD and have to talk to my mother, tell her they could have done more to help me. If she'd be crying, saying that she'd do anything to have me back. That song um, for Mac fans everywhere is one of those ones that it's upsetting because 
you hear him talk about how his drug use has kind of like got him trapped and what his mum mum would say if he if he OD'd and died and, you know, wishing she'd have him back and that's actually become a reality now. So it's just he could never quite kick his drug habit even though he, he tried. It's so... It's so... Um, it's really raw when you, re- when you break it down and realise he's, you know, he's referencing uh, that it won't... You know, if he keeps doing all these drugs, it won't take long before he ODs. 100 grandkids. Let's, um, let's go into this song Sam sure uh, opens with his first his first bar yeah, sure. I swear to God I put the hero in heroin these flows kilos I can sell snow to a ski slope I can sell evil to the devil non-believers to a temple shit I can sell water to a speedboat and his eyes is iconic like in, in, in that line that we just played then he's this is him really sort of this is his first this is like a real sort of him showing how good he is and him yeah. him explaining how good he is like if you haven't worked it out in the first couple of tracks i'm going to tell you this song is essentially or that part at least is essentially just a flex like look how good i am at rapping this is what i can do mm-hmm. i could sell anything like it's just it's i love so i could sell evil to the devil non-believers to a temple so sick. even I if you that. don't want to buy it you're gonna fucking listen because i'm spitting some shit right here like I love how, how confident he is in this. Um, such a more upbeat album. Such a more upbeat album than, than watching movies was. After Good I Am, um, we had Divine Feminine, which I remember when this came out, I was a really big Mac Miller listener. Like I, I was well and truly a fan of his. He was now dating Ariana Grande. Um, yep. And as this, the name Divine Feminine suggests, it's about women. Like It's about sex with women, loving women. Um, people well, were saying he's essentially at the period of time he, he's dating one of the most recognizable and famous pop stars in the world. Yeah, like she's huge, um, still is. Um, they were together for like eighteen yeah. months. I find I find that whole dynamic amusing actually because she's gone from Mac Miller, who wrote an absolute like a fucking gorgeous album about her, really. Like Divine Feminine, he was his most high rating. People say that the album was about her, but it turns out only Cinderella, the song Cinderella was about her and the rest of the album wasn't. But I mean, she like, what has Pete Davison done for her? Told a few dick jokes. Apparently he's got a big <laughs> dick, so that's probably why. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> she, yeah. She, in my opinion, that was so harsh on Mac to, I don't blame her for anything, but it was harsh on Mac to get engaged and start going on talk shows, talking about how big, Pete Davidson's dick is like six months after they broke up, you know, I thought that was rough. Um, yeah, that was a pretty, she flipped the coin that she had yeah, a she rough did. period. But the song Cinderella. Join us next week on our Ariana Grande <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, the song Cinderella is about Ariana Grande. Take a listen. Okay, your legs like a store, they open up and you got people in that. Been there every night for weeks at a time. Yeah, so obviously he's just describing uh, his sexual life with her, which is fine because that's what they do as adults. Um, the single Dang, Dang with Anderson Pack is one of my oh, favourites. How good. That's a good is. song, isn't it? I can't keep on losing you over complications. Gone too soon. Wait, we were just hanging. 
this was the first album, Divine Feminine was the first album where Mac starts really singing. Like he's not rapping anymore. Mm. He's singing a lot of the time. And the critics shredded him for that. You they said that it was they said it was good um, good beats, good rapping, good features, but and I agree with him here. Yeah. Like his hooks. Yeah, he, his singing's not quite on this album at least, not his best quality. But you know But then um, you hear it on circles and some of the joints and swimming like oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah. Well let's get to swimming now. Um mm. swimming swimming in circles goes together. Because it was meant to be a trifecta album john bryan who finished circles for mac and also um produced some of it and produced some of swimming said that it was going to be three albums so swimming was going to be the sing-songy and hip-hop album circles was going to be the more singy songy album and then the third album which we'll obviously never get was going to be the more hip-hop based album um but well, swimming, swimming was famous for, um, you know, songs like What's the Use, which is my favourite track out of it. Above and beyond, you take drugs to make it up, way up where we on, space shuttle Elon. Time we don't waste much, fuck when we wake up, and I have her sang just like Celine Dion. Catch me if you can, but you'll never catch me, damn. Also self-care. And ladders that featured pretty high up in the hottest 100. Right now, forever is gone. Baby, the weather is strong. Whether it's hot or cold, we're coming knocking on your door. I'm going to maintain I'm staying so high. Ladder all the way up till we touch the sky. And you know you're there wrong. You would love with a lie. All I want to do is free your mind. Yeah, dude. I mean, my favorite of all these. Small Worlds is a personal favourite of mine and 2009 and both of them are featured on uh, his Tiny Desk concert, NPR Tiny Desk we concert. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend, recommend you watch that. Um, so swimming, swimming as a whole, it's got production again from Flying Lotus. He features on this. J. Cole produced Hurt Feelings, which is the, the most sort of rappy track in there. Yeah, I paid the cost to see apostrophes. That means it's mine. Yeah. Keep to myself, taking my time. Uh-huh. Always into some bullshit and out of line. Driving with my eyes closed, missing all the And this is just, it features no one. There's no, there's no vocalist features. It's only Thundercat and other, other instrumentals on, on different songs, but there's no vocal. It's just Mac having a conversation with you the whole time. Is that what you sort of... He's really... Yeah, and I I really find from a technical point of view, um, he's really showing you in the sort of in a similar way Anderson Pack does, I guess, um, what you can do with, uh, you know, live and multiple instruments. Swimming's probably my top, top three or four albums of all time. Of all time, it's in really. my top five. Well, yeah, here's a fact for you: favorites on, on favorites. my on my 2019 Spotify most played songs list. Yeah, all all, all of the top five songs were from Swimming, which is a bit sad. Mm. And then I think eight of the top ten were all Swimming as well. Um, yeah, wow. Well, one was Joey Badass and Swimming. There you go. That's interesting. So we both really listened to this album. I remember when it came out. Uh, listening to it and then talking to um, a good friend of mine back home in 2018 about the album. 
And um, she sort of said uh, that she felt that the album gave it a real... Started to sound like he was getting it together. Like it started to say, I felt swimming and I have to agree with her. Um, like it does sound, I, I reckon it does sound like he's sort of, because one of the most important parts of, um, you know, dealing with mental health and, and rehab and that sort of thing is sort of uh, talking about it. Coming, to, about coming it, to terms with it. Coming to terms with it, being honest about it. And I felt that's what this album really You know, did. I actually and agree so, with you. I, I agree opinion, with you. I thought he was getting better. Let's um, let's talk about circles now. Do you think circles had a good, good message? Like it was good or sad? I, so sad. Okay. I thought it was so sad. So you think circles is like a? Is it is it sad because you know it was you'll never hear from him again? Or was no, it, like the is way it I interpret because the lyrics. he's depressed and it sounds like it's suicidal. Like the lyrics on Good News, he's saying. And then like on Complicated. People say they want to live forever. That's way too long. I'll just get through the day without any complications. Yeah, it's real. I reckon it's real sad. Yeah, and gee, I think the uh, fact as well that it was um, released after he passed as well just adds to the emotion because the lyrics are just eerily spot on to I what agree. happened. I agree. Um, the so song, I mean, like, oh, the, the one exception to the mood the album sets is Blue World, which was produced by Disclosure. Um, it's the most upbeat song in the album. It's got like that. I fucking love that. Jim. How good is Jesus, it, man? It's like the song. upbeat techno, you know, disclosures. Yeah, well, this man world made me crazy. Might just turn around to 180. I ain't politic and I ain't kissing no baby. The devil on my doorstep being so shady. Mm, yeah, I sort of heard it as a bit of a, you know, I'm back. I'm good. You know, we're good. Yeah. Um, and like... It's funny the albums themselves portray such a certain meaning, but like that tiny desk NPR that he did for Swimming was one of the last things he did. Yeah. And he seemed great. He did, but then when he that. performed like 2000, seemed- remember 2009, he starts performing it and he's like, he starts to tear up and he looks upset. And you could tell he wasn't yeah, but over 2009 is an emotional song. It is. But given he was still taking drugs when he died, I think you have to surmise that he was still struggling. Um, the first track he from... better. He did look better. The first track from the album is called Circles. This is what it looked like Right before you fall Stumbling around You've been guessing your direction Except you can see it all so, Sam, he, he says in one of the lyrics in that song, don't put any stress on yourself. It's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a message. Who do you think that message is actually out to? Do you reckon that's a personal message to someone in particular? I think it's to himself. I think he's reminding himself, just try not to let let the feeling of, of loneliness and overwhelming um, sadness take over you. You know, try and... 
just take it one day at a time. And he references that sort of thing in um, complicated. He says, why does life have to be so complicated? I just want to get through the day. You know, why does everybody have to be so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> Such one. a different song to that. <laughs> Such a different song to that. But he does. It, it, it's a theme in the album where he's trying to he's trying to get himself through it by reminding himself, just get through the day. And then another song is everybody. Everybody's got to die. Um, oh yeah. You know, he it's a super introspective okay. album. Yeah. So like on good news, it sort of sounds like I can imagine. The opening scene to a bug's life. <laughs> like the Pixar thing. I don't know why. It just sounds a bit like Pixar. It's got <laughs> that sort of here. I'll, we'll play a bit. All day in my head. Do a little spring cleaning. I'm always too busy dreaming. Well, maybe I should wake up. I can imagine if Kanye did a reproduction of a bug's life, then that fat ass fucking and that's the opening song that's what I can I, I can hear it but I don't think the lyrics to this would be in the opening song to a Pixar Bugs Life movie so sad I cried the first time I heard first time I heard this song. Did you? Yeah. I think knowing that he died as well added to it, but oh man, it's just so like whew, he gets into it. Um another song I want to talk about is um Hand Me Downs, which has the only feature on the album that features Baro. Take a listen. Doesn't Barrow, doesn't he, he's from Melbourne, he's a Melbourne rapper, doesn't he, or singer? I think he... he His songs with Remy, with doesn't he? Remy, quite a bit. Yeah, Remy, Remy's a rapper, famous for um, Sangria, Dope With No Seeds, pretty big on Triple J. Yeah. Um, so people, people recognise that. But yeah, I, I'm sure he's, he's the same guy. Um, but this song with Mac, Hand Me Downs, essentially, to me, it's the most sonically complete album on i mean song on the album like it sounds the best of all the songs it's like lyrically it's still he still goes in depth about his struggles with mental health but it's more about how good it sounds and when Byro comes in on that chorus it's so nice he's got this like this way of singing it's like a jazzy vibe of singing and i am um, probably my favorite song of the album pure pure musically um on the album yeah 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 my my favorite song pure musically would have to be blue world blue world right yeah that's that's my my other favorite um that one just hits he uses auto-tune throughout this but he uses it in a way in the whole album but he uses it in a way that's like it's not in your face it's not like future using auto-tune it's just to to guide his voice along and make it sound like an instrument in itself a bit like a kanye way of using auto-tune Another 
one I want to talk about is hands. No reason to be that upset. I'm busy tripping about some shit that still ain't even happened yet. I keep it honest as honesty gets. Don't know why I'm always talking if I'm not making sense. I'm busy tripping about some some shit that ain't even happened yet, which is I could look into his mind, you know. I'm already worrying about shit that I can't even control. Yeah, no, I agree. He does have some um, pretty mean lyrics in there. Uh, for example, get the fuck out of my car. This ain't a taxi. They love to see me lonely. Hate to see me happy. Um, fuck, there's so much of that in the album. Yeah. There's so much of that. Like, they they can't handle me when I'm when I'm happy. And it's, like, it's almost like he's talking about his friends, man. It's fucking depressing. Like, did anyone really hate on Mac Miller? at that period of his life. I'm pretty sure everyone was on board, Matt. But it sounds like he's talking about the people close to him, not his fans. I mean, in good news, one of the lyrics is, um, they don't like it when I'm down, but when I'm flying, it makes them feel so uncomfortable. Like, so both ways, if he's too happy, they can't handle him. And if he's sad, they don't want him around. And fuck, he just had such a, he was so caught up in his own head. Actually, he starts that song with, Spent the whole day in my head, as if he's actually gone to a place where he's he's there. He can't. It's not just a did a bit of spring cleaning. I love that bit. That's the one. Yeah, because yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's like a almost reference to meditation. Actually, that's the way I see it. But it Um, didn't. It didn't. mm. Yeah, it didn't materialize. But it's a nice lyric. It's a nice sort of one. It's funny. I know it's got a deeper sort of meaning to it, but it's sort of a nice one to just hear. You know, mm. like spent a whole day in my head, did a bit of spring cleaning. It's sort of like, I mean, that's sort of what I sort of feel when I wake up in the morning in this isolation with, you know, I can't go anywhere. I'll do a bit of cleaning. But he, he couldn't escape that. He felt like he was always isolated and yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't be handling this situation very well right now. Maybe no, he would, he maybe he would because everyone else is in the same boat and he can like relate. But I hope, um, I hope we've done him justice. We'll be coming with Travis Scott's Astro World in two days' time for your Easter Sunday. But until then, thanks for listening and um, we'll catch you later. Shit, I got a system filled up with toxins. I've been broken hearted and I was fucked that bitch. Getting how to deal with my problems. Fucking bitches getting drunk and shit, but these bitches getting obnoxious. Ain't nothing to me though, I love this shit. Go long days, longer nights, talk.